Welcome to Funeral Gurus Radio. I am your host, Robin Heppel, from FuneralFuturist.com. We're continuing our Tech Track Tuesday series of pre-conference interviews for the ICCFA annual convention that is going to be held in San Antonio, Texas, from March 10th to 13th. Today's guest is Zay Frank from ZayFrank.com. Now, usually what happens during my interviews is I touch base with someone first, and we kind of have this preliminary conversation and then we, we stop and then I go through the, the formal introduction and, and the formal interview. Well, Zay and I just uh, kind of start going, started going and got on a bit of a roll. So what you're going to hear is you're actually going to just hear, um, you know, our, our conversation already in progress. What, what kind of piqued my interest overall is that, uh, you know, that this is, this is the kind of industry where these questions about uh, whether or not to engage in social media or the web in general becomes very kind of touch and go, uh, and it's, it becomes really clear that there isn't a, an overall solution uh, to this problem. There isn't a simple answer of yes or no because this is an industry that is highly geolocated. So uh, you know, obviously, the, the funeral services and and uh, um, all, all the kind of business that's around it and until you get to anything that you can sort of ship and receive like the you know flower industries or uh, um, partnerships around urns or, or anything like that most of the stuff has an incredibly strong tie to, to geography mm-hmm. uh, and in addition to that it also has you know it, it has this uh, which I'm sure you know you talked to Tara about this incredible uh, emotional overhead so uh, it's it's not totally it's not completely clear uh, where where the value points lie, uh, but it's pretty clear where the problems are. Um, so, you know, I, I find it a, a particularly interesting industry to to think about in terms of what are the the sort of areas of uh, the online world that could kind of mesh um, with this industry. Sure. Well, I think. Um for a couple of the the big things where they were, you know, things like these social media tools, uh, whether it's Facebook or YouTube or, or Twitter, is that, uh, you know, one thing there's, how, you know, how do the funeral homes actually use use them themselves to be connected with their community? Uh, because, you know, because it's a, it's an industry that's been you know, built on relationships for a hundred years. The people who are the, besides the big corporations, and there's like three of the, three, four main ones, but uh, most of the time it's passed from generation to generation. And, you know, the generation before has no idea what Twitter is. And even if they're still alive, right? So, so all the information that, was passed on year, uh, generation to generation, it's kind of stopped because the, the challenges that a funeral home owner or manager faces today or a cemetery manager is, you know, all this other stuff. You can't ask your dad or your mom, hey, how would you deal with that problem? Because that, it, it never even existed. Uh, so there's there's that, how they're, they're trying to figure out how to... Uh, you know, cause, cause dad or grandpa, you know, they were successful in town because they belonged to the church or the lodge or rotary or whatever. 
And it, it wasn't those tools that made them successful. It was that they were making connections in those places because that's where people were at the time. And we know that people are are other places that we can hopefully connect with. So there's there's that element. The other element, those A, is the um, how the families that the funeral homes and cemeteries are dealing with, how they actually memorialize their their loved ones. So, you know, we we see more of a, um, I guess, not do it yourself, but more they're putting a lot more in, uh, input. Like I, I was watched your little. Um, the little commercial on the kind of the wow challenge, right? So those people who you're talking to are, uh, you know, who would do those, those types of things would probably be pretty creative if it came to putting something together for their grandpa or something like that. Uh, And, and so it's really hard for the funeral director who is probably in funeral service because, you know, they're not, they're not typically um, high tech and all these new ways that maybe they could be uh, memorializing or honoring or personalizing the person's life or their service, um, it's really hard for them to kind of stay on top of that because those – and there are some real uh, forward-thinking people within the industry, but not – you know, that's probably maybe 5 or 10%. Everyone else is kind of the old way of – you know. I, just wish I could just put my yellow page ad in and, and, you know, go to a couple meetings a week or, and that type of thing. But anyway, do you kind of, do you see kind of the two areas there? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I, I um, you know, what's, it, what's interesting for me is that I, I'm, I'm not sure that I totally agree with the first uh, aspect of it, which is, you know, uh, any kind of new marketing environment has presented a challenge where there's intergenerational conflict or at least a lack of intergenerational uh, facilitation of knowledge, right? I mean, when the TV comes around, it's not like you can ask your grandpa who only dealt with radio and going to church whether or not you should have a TV spot in your local market. Uh, you know, those, those kinds of challenges are, especially when you're talking about local markets, have always been there. You know, there's always been this idea that uh, you can either hit the pavement and, and forge ahead with strong relationships, and, and this is not something that's specific uh, to funeral homes. I mean, we're talking about, uh, you know, local bakers to, uh, you know, florists to, to, to any, anyone, you know, any, any kind of job that's reliant on uh, a constant influx of people within a particular geography. Um, so, so you know, I think it's been a, a long-standing marketing challenge to figure out how, how and why, uh, well, how, why, and what sorts of uh, technologies to implement, whether they be radio, television, uh, you know, circulars, ads in in local papers, or the internet. I think that that it's one of a long line of things, uh, and those decisions, you know, I, I think that, that you always weigh them in the same way, which is. Are you know? Are we going to be talking to the right people? Uh, is this is this an environment that's appropriate for the kind of message that we want to get across? Uh, and is there a way to actually discreetly measure uh, whether it's working or not? So th- those challenges, I think, are are, are fairly stayed. Um, you know, speaking to the second thing, which is, you know, there, I think that maybe what you, the second part of your question can be divided into uh, or statement, anyways 
can be divided into two parts because there's uh, there's the question of um, you know okay so so people are going to be memorializing other people in different ways and that's you know that that's partially just a function of the way that media changes right and if you have a whole bunch of photographs you put them into a scrapbook if you have a whole bunch of virtual files you have to have a place to put them unless you print them out right um, so the, the question is one uh, what sorts of activities are being used to, to memorialize uh, people uh, and I, like you pointed out I mean I know I know of a bunch of different services that, that have uh, you know they're like aggregation services for for memorials um, so you, you you create a, a list and you send it sends out a, a mass email for you and, and I'm sure you know you being in the business you're very aware of these things uh, but the question is is should should uh, you know knowing that there are these technologies out there the question is is should we build our own should we try to make money off of these services or should we just facilitate uh, as a first step anyways facilitate people uh, in their uses right so just link out to places and then the second question is are there affiliate relationships uh, if there's tons of traffic through this kind of thing uh, you know, is there any way of, of strengthening the bond with, with the customer, right? I mean, do you understand how those are how those are slightly different challenges? Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, like the because I hesitate, I hesitate a lot because I, I felt like when, when you were just talking about it, you, you were like, it's hard for people to keep up. And I challenge that. I don't think it's hard to keep up. I think that what the, what the what the difficulty is is that it's it's not so hard to keep up with what's out there. What's hard to do is to try to figure out whether you should be spending time implementing this stuff. And it's the implementation that's hard. Like you can always point people to a particular place, uh, but the, the the problem comes when people you know jump from oh we know that this service is out there to let's build a similar service. That's 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 a totally different question. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that's where, like, what what happens in the industry is there's you and the besides the influx of of new urn companies uh, every year because we see you know people can see the cremation rate rising and they can see the death rate about to rise. We've, we've got new urn companies all the time coming into the shows, and you'll see a bunch of urn companies at the convention. But also there's these technology companies where they're trying to, you know, they're trying to put something together, leverage a little bit of technology, and, um, you know, and then sell it to the uh, – the problem is they, they sell it to the funeral home owner. The owner can get it from a, you know, from a business perspective, and then – but it's hard for, for it to be implemented because – it's being implemented by a non-technical funeral director to a grieving family. And, and there's a list of a hundred things they've got to talk about in a couple hours. And now there's just another thing that they really don't understand. So I think that's one of the kind of the big hurdles of, of when a new technology comes into place. Then on the other hand is when, as, as you mentioned, if you could just maybe facilitate that and, and kind of show them how, you know, how you could help a f- direct a family to, you know, create a memorial page on Facebook or something like that. Um, that's right. I mean, I, you know, that's, I, and I think you're absolutely right there. I think it's, it, it is a super 
it's, it's a super important point to make that that sometimes the first step into unknown territory, especially in in uh, you know in, in this particular world of social media of online memorials, the first step is not to to offer it as a service, but rather to get familiar enough with the technology so that you can be of help to someone in their own implementation. I mean, even that because you know. Like, you know, I, 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 have this, I have this sense that a lot of people in industries that have any sort of um, high, like high emotional volatility, that, that technology is seen as something impersonal uh, that, that runs sort of contrary to, um, I'd say, you know, the values of the business. Do you think that's a fair assessment? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then, and, and there's a couple of examples that, you know, they've overcome and, and now it, it's, you'd, you wouldn't think, you know, if you were to try to take those away, you'd really be doing a disservice. So, you know, one of them was having, um, the funeral homes having online obituaries on their website where people could leave condolences and then people could go and read them. So that, that was a huge thing that at first people probably thought, well, I don't, and some people still do. Well, I don't want the you know the obituary notice to be on the internet. I just want it to be in the paper. But they you know they don't realize that it's going to be on the newspaper's website anyway. And then yeah. you know the the other one that um, you know at, at first you know took a long time to get going, and now you're kind of like miss the boat if you don't do it. Is just a simple you know video collage put to you know put to music of a person's you know 25 photos, usually chronological. And, you know, together with one or two of their favorite songs. And a lot of times when people walk away from a service, that's what they're, you know, that's the number one thing that they, you know, they, that they comment on of how great that was. And, and, you know, it wasn't the minister, it wasn't the hymns, it was, you know, it was that video, video, cause you kind of can relive, relive that person's life. So, but those were things, if we were chatting five years ago, that people would be like, going, whoa, 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 I don't know, you know, I don't know about that. So, yeah, it sometimes you have to kind of forge ahead with it, and uh, and you know some people back with that video tribute thing. I can remember, you know, we used to do them in PowerPoint. We take a, you know, you'd run the PowerPoint, and you'd click the slides through, and you'd be running audio, you know, just through the speaker system. Until now, you know, with some of the commercial software or industry software, you know, you just you know, drop the 25 photos into the directory and, and throw the song on there. And it, you know, it auto adjusts it, it auto puts the transitions in and you just put a couple titles in and, and it's, and, and there you have it. So, um, but I think when you get to these other places where it's free, right? Like the whole Facebook thing, you, you can put a, you can make a memorial group or, um, or a fan page for someone it it kind of it's now like well should we charge for that or should we just do it for free or 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 these as you said there's these other companies that are are aggregating the information and then that that's on the business side so that's kind of the the flux where we're at right now yeah and i wonder if there's an actual answer to it because it is a flux like you're saying i mean you know there's there's certainly a lot of things where uh I, I would say that the I, I would say that the learning curve right now is trying to figure out 
and this, this I, would, I, I would probably say is probably the most important thing uh, that a lot of businesses are going to have challenges with over the next 20 years, and that is how to have real personal interactions in a virtual space. It is going um, be more appropriate to try to sell certain services or to point to them. Right? And, and I think that the, uh, you know, one of the things that you were uh, talking about is that there's a number of places, um, especially in social spaces that people have a lot of familiarity with, where you can create a, a memorial-type page uh, fairly easily and, you know, uh, and, and probably get something out of it that's going to be a lot harder to get from, from a, uh, a pay-per-service. Uh, because all of the networking has already been done, all the people that you need to alert are already there, uh, and and so the question is, is yeah, do you charge for it or do you kind of uh, try to stay on top of it and facilitate it? And I think that the the, the answer is blurry, um, and it's it, it's really I think it's going to be um, something that each individual business owner has to reckon with. But the only way to reckon with it is not just by making a yes or no choice. But uh, it's going to involve actually getting in there and starting to play with the technologies and starting to uh, try to understand certain aspects of them. And that kind of you know, brings me to what I, I do think is, is one of the, the most substantial challenges uh, that's going to come up in the next 10, 15 years uh, for a lot of different businesses, and that is how to extend the types of relationships, uh, real like tactile, hands-on, relationships that they have with their clients in uh, physical locations out into the virtual world. Because these, you know, there, there is an aspect to technology-mediated social spaces that can feel a little bit um, devoid of emotion or distance, uh, especially to people who are coming into it for the first time, or even scary, uh, you know, the idea of uh, a lot of people, for example, uh, get very afraid of um, comments or reviews or anonymity in comments or reviews. And, and certainly, if you go to YouTube, you can witness some of the worst part of that culture. But on the other hand, it's an incredibly vibrant space for the sharing of emotions. And in fact, some things can be shared in that virtual space uh, that have a lot harder time coming out in the physical world. Uh, so in some ways, uh, you know, things like memorials, things like the expression of sadness, uh, things like uh, a gesture of reconnection after a long time lost are actually kind of perfectly tuned to the virtual space. But it, it's a social skill. You know, it's called social media. <laughs> uh, and, and the media, the technology, is only one part of the equation. The other part is something that, for example, the, the, the funeral business uh, has prided itself on it's, it's, you know, in, in, in their expertise, which is the social skills. Uh, and and that's, that, that is an underserved aspect uh, of, of, the, of the social media world. And it's underserved because it's hard. Uh, it's, it's hard to develop social skills in a, in a completely new environment. It's hard to figure out what the equivalent of a handshake and a smile is. But those are the kinds of skills that are, that are going to dominate uh, or they're going to dominate the sort of differential between 
between two companies is their ability to get that right. And I, and personally, I just, I feel like one of the biggest challenges is figuring out where to dive in and just start your learning process. Yeah. And probably, you, you know, the best thing to do is, is to start somewhere and, and start getting, like, don't, don't just sit back, analyze, 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 and, you know, kind of figure it out. You got to get your hands wet and, and, uh, you know, see, you know, you're not going to change your entire strategy or, or something like that, but you need to, you need to be a part of those communities. Um, you know, before you kind of just barge into the scene, you need to be, you kind of need to be there and, and kind of get known and, um, and also to relearn those, uh, or, or develop new social skills. Cause, um, you know, that's the one great thing about, uh, people in our industry and a lot of reasons why they, they're in the industry is because they're there to help people out at the worst time of their life. And, right. and if they can, whoever can, um, bridge that and I guess do a really good job of, of just like what we do when we're at the funeral home or at the cemetery and we're there for the, the families, you, you need to kind of, or you could be there for the people in that virtual space. I think, I think you're absolutely right, but it, it, it does, it does require uh, a little bit of, you know, knowledge and handholding. I mean, if, 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 if this this idea of being there and and being there not only to comfort but but you know I I, I think that what the the service isn't necessarily obviously comfort based but it's it's really to have a a a firm steady guiding voice that helps you deal with the things that have to be dealt with so it has to be you know a comforting and understanding voice um, but it also has to be a very kind of knowledgeable voice. Uh, unwavering, uh, let's say. And, mm-hmm. and when I when I use the term voice, uh, I the way that I think about it is that you do have a voice in online spaces, and your voice is it, it's it's a it's a mixture of the the words that you publish, so the, the kinds of you know the typing that you do, the, uh, the messages that you send, and things like that. But it also has to do with uh, when you. Offer, you know, your your support. It has to do with how your presence uh, is felt in terms of the images that you choose on your accounts, and also uh, the, the the way you 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 interact in different places over time. But but I, absolutely, I think that um, you know b- before before you start considering whether or not to have a, a, a space where people can create online memorials. Or uh, whether or not to offer that service as a paid service, I think the first thing to do is to to, to participate actively in the building of them and help people. Try to say, you know, say there's going to be a learning process, and say, listen, I, you know, uh, we we would love to help you uh, with, um, you know, this this particular service. We'd like to help you. We we know that we're we're not going to charge. It's a free service out there. But we want to help you uh, figure out how to populate it and how to make the most of it. And I think that those kinds of experiences, just getting your feet wet and really trying to be there and, and help people do it, uh, give you a sense of what are the possibilities of this space. Uh, 
do do these spaces actually meet the kind of emotional needs uh, that that people have? How are other people making money off of this stuff? Uh, where does it feel appropriate? Where does it feel inappropriate? And and really, only by doing that would you would it even be possible to to make the kind of decisions uh, that people I think are struggling with without uh, having had a chance to really uh, get their you know feet wet, like you say. For sure. You know, one thing that was interesting, um, a a really good friend of mine died at the end of November. Uh, You know, he's 36. And and so I I found this um, kind of, I was almost playing two roles there. It was the first time that I've actually kind of grieved online. and, And I tried to, you know, have that sense of awareness that where, you know, I would try to let my emotions be, um, uh, you know, as open and on my sleeve as I could. And, and then at the same point also realized that, um, there was an, there's an opportunity to, to help others in that process because, uh, you know, people, other people would have known my connection with him and also the funeral connection too. Right. So, uh, when it came to, you know, should someone go to the viewing or something like that, where, where sometimes, you know, you might think, I wonder if I'm going to overstep my bounds there or not. Um, or, you know, just maybe expressing my opinion on, you know, maybe these are the reasons why or how it could be beneficial to you if you, if you were to do that, just say as an example. And, and this happened probably three or four times over the couple week process of, um, cause the, the service was delayed and, and that, but it was, um, it was really interesting and, and still, you know, I haven't really, you know, cause I'm still partially going through that. It's weird when you, you know, when on Facebook it, you know, Dan's picture pops up, says reconnect with Dan, you know, like on the right hand side there. And, uh, you know, so that kind of throws you off once in a while, but, um, it's just, I, it'll be interesting when I can step back and, and really see and, and kind of look and, and the interactions that were happening at that time. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, from the, from the grief counseling perspective and the, and, and a lot of the things that you're talking about experiencing, um, it, it, it really is a, a really sort of highly transitional period. And, um, you know, I think about, uh, I recently had a, a friend um, die who, you know, had a very strong online presence, and you know, within within our within our group of friends, he was certainly somebody who took advantage of of, of Facebook and Twitter and those sorts of things. And there was this there was a kind of a question of what happens with with his space, uh, because in a way. Your Facebook profile, your MySpace page, uh, your blog uh, becomes a memorial automatically, and I think that it's it's it is a sort of a strange. I mean, it can be a, a real additional burden uh, to to the you know to family members uh, who are receiving um, questions from complete strangers. Uh, you know, there, there, sometimes there's, there's a sort of a, an, an additional audience, uh, of people who have connected with, 
a loved one uh, online who are, you know, fans of their writing or, or different things. And there is that additional um, question of, of how do you handle that? Um, and again, I, I don't know if there are right answers, that there, there are answers that have to be found by a community of people who have really uh, paid close attention to this, to, you know, to that moment in, in the life cycle. And I think that is people in the, in the uh, funeral services industry. I think it's, you know, there's no, there's no better community of people to, to, to kind of assess the situation and say, you know what, here's, here's some ideas. Here's some ideas how to make it easier. Here's some ideas how to uh, take the, the, the sort of data or the ephemeral data that's out there and put it into a context which helps people remember, helps people mourn, uh, and, you know, uh, transitions into the, into the next sort of stage of life. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I, I feel like this, all, all of these questions are, are, are incredibly, are incredibly interesting in a very personal way to me. I mean, because, because it's, it's, it is specifically, uh, how, how people handle emotion in, in virtual spaces, um, that has drawn me to the web. And, and so I do a lot of different kinds of projects. Uh, so some of them are, are related to businesses, um, and helping corporations try to figure out, uh, social media strategies and, and, and the kind of day to day of maintaining community, reacting to crisis, finding new opportunities. Uh, but there's another side of what I do, which, which is, you know, it, it, it kind of extends into um, the art world, but really I, I would call it just more, uh, um, they're, they're social projects where what I try to do is I try to figure out how you can make a space, and uh, I mean sort of a conceptual space or a virtual space, where people are very comfortable uh, experiencing uh, a shared emotion and talking about it in some sort of way. So memory, for example, is incredibly important to me and how people remember their own lives and how people remember each other's, uh, each other's lives. And it's, it, it, it is a, it's, a, it's a remarkable thing once you get past the initial shock of technology spaces and what they represent in terms of a change away from something else. And you start looking at the, the opportunities that those spaces afford. For example, I mean, a, a very simple uh, kind of example would be something like um, Google Maps and Google Street View, uh, where Google has gone out there and photographed, you know, the, the entire world, it seems. <laughs> uh, and, you know, they, they, they're capturing these moments in time uh, that can really transport you back to a, uh, a particular location and help you uh, in the process of remembering uh, moments of your life that you might have forgotten or 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 at least that are that are sort of uh, in, into the background of your mind and I think that there are through through all the media that is now kind of archived out there there are new opportunities to think about the notion of what a memorial is and what it means to look back on and celebrate someone's life. Uh, and I, it's, 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 it's incredibly exciting, and I, and I in, a, in, a, in a sort of very, uh, I think, profound way. 
Oh yeah, it's um, it's kind of neat being uh, you know in in here like within the industry as we're kind of flushing you know some of the working through the stuff and then there's things that you know that you just mentioned that that you know we haven't even really thought of um, you know you could just as an example um, one of the uh, one of the traditions that uh, Chinese people have is that on their way to the cemetery they drive back past the family home or and or the family business and you know, just that in itself, you could now just go to Google Maps and kind of plot, you know, you could plot out a little route, right? And, and not just like on a map and here's the, here's the red line from point A to point B, but you could actually see the little glimpses of the, you know, there's the store on the corner and then there's the house and, you know, there's the park, the school and the park and, and all that stuff. Just, you know, as a, you know, some things that we haven't even thought of yet. So. Well, yeah, certainly, certainly if, if, you know, if there was, you know, there is a potential of, of connecting with people who, who are unable to make the, who are unable to make the ceremony or, or there's probably, yeah, there's probably, there's probably a lot of different ways, not only of, uh, memorializing, but also participating in some way, um, w- with, you know, the ex- experience of, of being, um, not at a funeral, but participating in the ceremony of uh, saying goodbye to someone and putting them to rest, um, you know, I I, I I I can imagine that it's going to be a, a very very uh, yeah in, interesting interesting transition. Um, but I can't stress enough that these these are real real emotional qualities in these virtual spaces. You know, they're, they're real emotions. People are are really feeling things. Mm-hmm. It's not. Uh, it's not a, a kind of um, you know distant and um, cold space. No, and I think that that uh, people actually ha- you know, have to be really careful not to try to automate it or or not you know have a uh, you know have someone else do it for them. You know, it's probably better to just have that person do it than if it, if it's not your thing. But to you know you you. It'd be just like trying to have a, a real life double and expect them to do everything you you can't. So you you can't really fake it on online either. You can you can be efficient because you can also you can spend you know countless hours online and doing things. But I think um, you have to you have to be authentic and you have to figure out how you can portray, portray that and, and build your you know your persona online and and doing what you know my grandfather did 80 years ago um in within his community it just the community's in a different place at the moment yeah yeah absolutely as you can see what i mean we just uh started going on and i learned so much from zay and just he really made me think about a different way of thinking about how we introduce technology and use technology in our funeral homes and our cemeteries and how we can introduce that to the families that we serve. So I'd like to thank Zay Frank for that, who will be presenting Facebook May Not Be the Answer at ICCFA's annual convention that is going to be held in San Antonio, Texas from March 10th to 13th. For more information and registration details, visit www.iccfa.com. And if you're going to be attending the convention, 
make sure that you or one of your team members brings your laptop and joins us for the Technology Track Workshop, where I'm going to walk you through all of the necessary steps to get you and your firm using and leveraging the power of Facebook, YouTube, and other online social media resources. Check back next Tuesday for another Tech Track Tuesday ICCFA pre-conference interview. On behalf of the Funeral Gurus, this is Robin Heppel.